to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela, and I am so excited to have you with me today. This is going to be a great episode. I know if you have found your way to this podcast, whether you are a first-time listener, and we've been having more and more of those, so thank you to everyone who's spreading the word, or if you have been in this community for a while, that what you value is having someone tell you that you're not crazy and you're not wrong to have big dreams, to want to have a big impact on the world, that that's not an overreach, but rather an expectation. Of course you're here to do that. Why else would you be here? All you really need to do to take the steps in that direction is to get super, super clear on your why, to be so in touch with it that it becomes a non-negotiable, a no matter what, that you do these things, that you lead with your heart and you be open to opportunities. And as opportunities arise, you check in with yourself. If it feels good, if it feels exciting, you say yes. If it feels heavy or dark, you say no. But that inspired action, that open to possibilities, that is what leads you places. That and building a network of like-minded people because there is nothing worse than when you share a big dream with a coworker or your boss or your best friend or your mother and they throw cold water on it. And they make you feel like you are crazy or like you are overreaching. And you don't feel like you can or should take that next step. Instead, you feel chastened and like, well, I better sober up and get back to the practical stuff of living my life and earning a living and doing what I'm supposed to be doing and checking the boxes on this checklist that somehow got generated by other people, by society, by culture for my life, and I don't dare step outside the lines. On the other hand, when you're part of a supportive network, and I hope that in some way architecting is that for you, but you also have some personal networking connections out there as well, you're around people that say, oh my God, I love that idea. Let me introduce you to someone else who would be a great resource for you. Or that's really exciting. Have you read this book or listened to this podcast? Right, they're, they're going to add to, plus up what you're doing instead of expressing doubt or fear in your ability or concern for you. So today... I wanted to take that a step further by exploring the difference between cause and effect, which is a little bit more passive, right? We know that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's basic physics. 
versus causing an effect. Causing an effect is being catalytic. Today's like science day. We've talked about physics and now we're going to talk about chemistry. So what is a catalyst? It's a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction in other substances without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change. So the catalyst is the change maker that itself remains intact. And if you imagine this as people, you are the change maker and you are holding the vision and are able to help others see what they couldn't otherwise, bring things together, make opportunities happen. But no matter what, you are steadfast. You are holding that vision even when other people might waver. When you are acting as the catalyst, you are bringing together people, ideas, forces, and you are the glue. You are the one that is holding the vision, that is seeing the adjacent possible that others that are part of this do not see, or they would have taken action. Most people, if they saw a true path forward, would probably take it. Not everyone, but most people would at least be willing to take a few steps down that path. But the problem is they don't see the path because they are so stuck in their old patterns, in the old systems, in the status quo, that they can only see things that can operate within that system. They cannot see things outside of the system or even feel like they get to have the permission to leave the system, right? And that's, that's important that we are way showers, that we go first, that we show people what's possible by doing that we start to show them that we can cause an effect. So we can see what's possible. And we can tell the story. But the story is just words. Next has to come the action. So by bringing together the people, the actors, the forces, the moments, the activities, we can begin to help get change moving. Early in my career, I was working in Phoenix and had an opportunity to join the Housing and Neighborhoods Commission. I don't know why, maybe it was because none of them wanted to touch this with a 10-foot pole, but they assigned me to lead a neighborhood task force. So I show up and there are people from the city representing the housing department, neighborhood services, financing, planning, you know, all these different departments. There are people from local community development corporations that represent different neighborhoods, other nonprofits, Arizona State University that was very invested in helping to lead communities to change. All these different organizations. And the first thing that I noticed was that there was a lot of tension in the room. These people did not trust one another. 
Some of their work was siloed. In other cases, motivations were believed to not be aligned. Sometimes as a city, you have to make tough choices and the people that don't benefit from your choices are angry and they believe it's unfair. And, you know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but as long as they believe that, there's a lack of trust. I was just young enough. I was in my mid-20s and just uninformed enough about the issues that I wasn't changed by the people in the room. It was very neutral to me. But what I was motivated to do was reach an outcome, a decision, come up with an action plan. So I started asking questions. I started kind of classifying their answers. And if you've ever moderated a discussion or facilitated a group activity, you get this, right? You know how that works. And as you begin to hear responses, you can ask more questions. As you begin to see a preponderance of a certain response, it starts to create a theme. I think as architects, we're often really skilled at being those synthesizers, those people that can aggregate a whole bunch of information and connect the dots. So that is what I did. I wrote up notes from this meeting that connected the dots and suggested next steps for the next meeting. And the responses really surprised me. People wrote back to me saying things like, wow, I didn't think that we agreed about anything sitting in that meeting, but looking at your notes, I'm amazed at all of the things that you found where we are working toward the same purpose, or you captured exactly what I said, and yet it's so aligned with people I thought I disagreed with. That's being the catalyst. Being able to hold a vision and go in there and help people see things they didn't see as possible. Produce an outcome, not just have a conversation that you can take action upon because there is alignment. A lot of times when I talk about project process with my clients, I refer very much to this idea of engaging their staff at every level because if there's not buy-in, there's opt-out. And that's true of anyone in any situation. Change is hard. Doing something different takes you out of your comfort zone. If you don't believe in it, if you aren't motivated, you're not going to do it. You're going to complain, you're going to resist, you're going to just go back to doing it the way you like to do it and ignore everything that's been set up. We all do this and we certainly see our clients do it, we see other people do it, we see systems, whether they're business systems, government systems, all act this way. When there's not buy-in, there is opt-out. If we really want to go beyond just this cause and effect of if I like it, I'll do it. If I believe in it, I will work to change. And if I don't, I ain't gonna do it. That's cause and effect, right? That's, I see something, 
it makes me feel a certain way, and based on the force of how I feel, I react to causing an effect, actually making change because you are helping people to see something they couldn't see themselves. And that's what leading really is. Leaders are not imposing their will on other people and saying my way or the highway. Leaders are giving people glasses that help them see something they couldn't see before. Bringing something into focus that makes sense to them, that's exciting to them, that feels aligned to them too. And then it's not enough just to show them Because, again, change is hard. You might have gotten people excited about a new direction, but implementing that new direction means that you have to keep on holding that vision for them because they're going to run into doubts. They're going to run into fears. And just like I encourage all of you to have a supportive network so that when you get excited about a big dream, You have people that will add to it and stoke it rather than put it out. All these people that you're trying to inspire are in that same situation. You got them inspired and now they're going to go back to their people, back to their groups, and they're going to start to talk about what they've been enlightened about, what they see, what's possible. And what do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to encounter naysayers, people who are afraid of change, people who are going to have a lack of trust and say no, no matter what? Of course they are. And they're going to be a lot more attuned to mirroring the people that are part of their group, the people that they want to belong with, than they are you. So no matter how much you inspire people, they have a set point that's calibrated to belonging to whatever their group is. And so as a result, the minute they return to their group, no matter how excited they are and what they share, the group is going to probably try to recalibrate them to the set point. And it's going to be really easy to do because it's going to feel comfortable. And they're going to feel almost like they are waking up from a dream. Like, oh, you're right. What was I thinking? I got really excited. But you're right. That will never happen. That can't happen. We shouldn't believe in that. So you have to be strong enough that you don't turn back in the face of resistance. And again, not just resistance in the moment when you're working with them, but the resistance that they are going to encounter that's going to make them want to change their mind. And you can't do that. You can't do that if you are wobbly, which is why that role is the catalyst that you can affect change without being changed yourself is such an important thing to really get today. If you waver, if you doubt yourself, you're giving permission to them to walk away, to go back to their comfort zone, to say, well, it felt nice to think about that, 
But, you know, that's kind of like going to a movie and leaving with that feel-good sensation. It's not real life. It doesn't last. That can't happen. You know that it can, and you have to have the conviction to believe that the change is possible to help them surface what they need to solve, to connect dots they cannot connect for themselves, and to co-create a solution with them that you can hold the focus upon so that no matter what happens, we keep coming back to this focus, this purpose. We keep seeing how it is possible, not how it isn't. We keep affecting the change in tears, one layer after the other, right? And we keep on broadcasting that message. And not everybody is going to buy in. And I think this is really important for you to hear because, again, a lot of times we think we have to convert everybody and we have to really go after those doubters and we have to, have to, have to convince them. Let the doubters go. Know that there will always be doubters. There will always be the people that don't believe, that fear change so intensely that they would rather suffer than go down a different path. You did your job by sharing your ideas and your message. Let them go. That's okay. Don't be so focused on the people that don't believe that you abandon the people that could believe, that want to believe, that need you to affirm that they can believe and lead them. Show them how it gets done. Show them what is possible and why it matters. And keep showing them how it's making a difference, piece by piece, step by step, how we're putting things into place and making a difference. You know, you've probably heard of the 80-20 rule that you reach this tipping point that when you've got enough people understanding how something could work and believing in the change and that it will be better, that you start to influence the others you start to be able to get more people to get on the bandwagon. You don't have to get everybody on board. You just need to get about 20%. And 20% that really believe that you can continue to inspire, that you can keep moving forward, and they will move the others. They won't move 100% of people, but they will begin to make the change. And it all started with you there acting as that catalyst, believing in what was possible and causing an effect. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time with me today. I know you have a lot going on and a lot of choices you can make about what you do with your valuable time. And I so appreciate that you are part of this community. And I wanted to remind you for a week now, we are celebrating that last Friday was International Podcast Day. 
to help celebrate, I am giving away four $25 Starbucks gift cards. And all you have to do to win one is share your favorite episode of Architecting on social media. You have choices. You can share it on Twitter. You can share it on LinkedIn. You can share it on Instagram. Or you can email me your post. But I need proof that you shared the name of the podcast, the name of the episode, and a link to the episode saying why you liked it. And that will put you into the drawing for one of these gift cards. So if you like the show, if you want to help celebrate podcasts in general and the power that they really have to let the average person control the message instead of big media outlets and really put reaching out to people in the hands of the people then make sure you enter this. Again, all you have to do is share the Architecting Podcast, your favorite episode, and include a link and make sure that you notify me either through tagging, direct messaging, or email so I can see that you did make the post and you will be entered to win one of four $25 Starbucks gift cards. Thanks again for being part of the audience, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.